Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. And today we're going to be taking a look at Blue with their Heart and Soul Tour, the 20th anniversary. And today it's a three-truck show, so not massive, but it's looking uh, simple but effective, which is a good. I, I do like that. I really do. Because why overcomplicate things when you don't need to? So they're still doing the build. The PA system is near enough up, uh, so the line arrays are in the air. They are one wide and ten deep. Then set a little bit back, 45 degrees out. You've got the smaller line array for surround for surround sound effect, which is uh, six deep. They've got some subs which are on wheels, so those are going to go in front of the stage at the moment, but they're not able to do that as, at, the, at present because they are currently working on the front of the house truss on uh, working height on the floor, which means there'll be no space for the subs. And there are two uh, stacks of subs on uh, dollies, so I would assume that they're going to put some uh, stage left and stage right and possibly some in the middle there's 16 subs in total they have two lighting bars on stage LX1 and LX2 and then they've got the front house bar as well they have two side trusses which look like they're just feeder trusses so sending power and data to the front front of house bars and uh, and taking the strain of the cables for the PA system. The uh, upstage bar looks like they've got a load of the uh, lovely, lovely versatile LED strobe flood units and they've got a load of LED profile units as well. On LX2 yet again it looks like they've got a load of uh, profile units on there so lots of backlighting they have some space decking from halfway into the stage to the back with uh, two platforms one stage left and one stage right so a nice little staircase a I would say a traditional kind of boy band setting uh, that's the only way I can describe it so they're actually testing the PA system now so We'll leave it there for now, and we will be back after this. Coming back to Master X Media, we have the X Review. And if you don't know what the X Review is, or was, and will be again, it's where I go and do a reaction video to music videos. So you get genuine reactions, and most of the time, they are on the fly, surprise reactions because I would not have seen the videos that I've been reacting to and I do feel like it's a very honest representation of music so if you like to listen and watch reaction videos the link is in the description Blue are an English boy band consisting of members Simon Webb, Duncan James, Anthony Costa and Lee Ryan. The group formed in 2000 and released three studio albums before announcing a hiatus in late 2004. In January 2011, the group reformed and represented the UK in the, two, in the 2011 Eurovision Song Contest in Dusseldorf with a song I Can, coming in 11th place with 100 points. In 2013, it was confirmed that the group will be joining the big reunion in which six groups from the past, including Liberty X, Atomic Kitten and Five, reformed for a one-off gig. On the 27th of March 2013, the group announced they would embark on their first headlining tour later in the year 
for their first tour in nearly 10 years. In April 2015, Blue were dropped by their record label with Sony due to poor performance on their fifth studio album called Colours. In 2022, Blue returned with singles Haven't Found You Yet and Dance With Me, both from their sixth studio album Heart and Soul, which was released on the, on the 28th of October 2022. Blue have sold 15 million records worldwide according to the British Phonographic Industry. Blue has been certified for 3.6 million album sales and 1.6 million singles in the UK. In May 1999, Levi and Anthony Costa met at the ages of 15 and 17 respectively when auditioning for a boy band on ITV's This Morning with Simon Cowell putting the group together. Ryan made it into the band as did Will Young, who would go on to win the first series of Pop Idol in 2002, although Costa was not chosen. The boy band never took off but Ryan and Costa remained friends following their meeting. In 2000, Costa and another one of his friends, Duncan James, decided to form their own band and they were soon joined by Ryan. The manager da- Daniel Glatzman said Duncan came to see me with his friend Anthony Costa who was also in the same position and wanted to be in the music industry and they told me that they wanted to do something together. When I asked him if they had anyone in mind to work with they said they had a friend Lee Ryan whom they wanted to invite to join their band. The three of them came in a couple of days later and I was completely blown away by the incredibly talented stars that stood before me. Ryan, Costa, James and Glatman all felt that something was missing so they went on to audition for a fourth member, a position eventually filled by Ryan's flatmate Simon Webb. Blue started recording for their debut album following their new lineup. They released their debut single All Rise in May, 20, uh, in May 2001 and it reached number 4 on the UK singles chart. The follow-up single Too Close was released in August 2001 and peaked at number 1. Following this, the band went to New York City to film the If You Came Back music video and while there they witnessed the attacks on the World Trade Center. The following month, Blue were being interviewed by British newspaper The Sun and Ryan commented that this New York thing had been blown out of proportion and asked, what about whales? They are ignoring animals and that are more important. Animals need saving and that's more important. The other members of the band tried to silence Ryan but he went on. This caused huge media backlash that resulted in Blue losing a record deal in the United States and campaigns to sack Ryan from the group. Despite the backlash, Blue went on to achieve a second number one in November with The Ballad. The album All Rise was was released in time for Christmas and reached number one, eventually selling in excess of 1.3 million copies in the UK. It peaked at number one in the UK albums chart and was certified four times platinum in the UK. The album spent 63 weeks on the UK Top 75 albums chart. The final single from the album Fly By 2 reached number 6 in March 2002. The album received mixed and po- mixed to positive reviews from critics. Sha- Sharon Mower of AllMusic gave the album 3.5 stars out of 5 and noted the vocals were sung as if there was some real feeling and that maybe is what separated Blue from their peers. And Andre Payne of The Enemy gave the album 5 stars out of 10 stating when describing some of the tracks that all of these are fine but so not as to not alienate a single teenage girl. There's also the traditional boy band Slop if you come back, the ballads and various Backstreet Boys ripoffs. But at least Stargate and, Ryan and Ray Ruffin know that what they do. And Blue are young and talented enough to secure themselves a successful pop career. On the 30th of November, so we're going to jump a little bit um, to present day. So, in near enough present day, 
On the 30th of November 2021, the group confirmed they would be going to, on an arena tour to celebrate the 20th anniversary. It was also confirmed that Atomic Kitten would be supporting them on the tour. When interviewed on this morning, the group also confirmed that they were back in the studio recording a new album is expected to follow along with the tour. On the 11th of April 2022, the group announced their sixth studio album Heart and Soul, which would be released 9th of September 2022. On the 20th of May, the group unveiled the track listing for the album on their social media accounts. Following the first single, Haven't Found You Yet, on the 29th of 2022, the group released the single Dance With Me, a cover of the 112 single, the Heart and Soul album released, release date was pushed back to 28th of October 2022. In November 2022, Blue performed at the Van Festival in Qatar for the 2022 FIFA World Cup. So here's their discography. All Rise in 2001, One Love in 2002, Guilty 2003, Relect 2013, Colours 2015, Heart and Soul 2022. Right, so now we've had a little bit of Blue, we're going to take a little break and we'll be back with their supporting artists, Megan McKenna, Bewitch and Cassa Jackson. And we've both already, and we've already had both Megan McKenna and Cassa Jackson as supporting artists. Cassa Jackson supported JLS and Megan McKenna supported Alfie Bow and Michael Ball on their tours this year, just gone. So we're just going to delve into Bewitch's history. We'll be back after this. Returning to Muster X Media after a long absence, we have Scenic Serenity, which is a nice, relaxing window channel where you'd hear and see a load of relaxing views with relaxing natural sounds. Sometimes even relaxing music. So why not check it out? The link is in the description. And we're back. So, Bewitched are an Irish girl group consisting of twin sisters Adil and Kev and Kevi Lynch, Lindsay Amaru and and Sinead O'Carroll. Originally active between 1997 and 2002, they enjoyed success in both Europe and North America between 1998 and 2002, releasing two albums and eight singles, all of which made it to UK Top 20. Their first four singles, Sailor V, Red Coaster, To You I Belong and Blame It on the Weatherman, all reached number one in the UK singles chart. In 2002, having sold over 3 million albums worldwide, Bewitch were dropped by the record company. Soon afterwards, when, when O'Carroll decided to leave, the group split up. In 2006, the Lynch sisters formed a group, Miss Lynch, frequently performing Bewitched material at live shows. On the 18th of October 2012, it was announced that Bewitch would reunite for the ITV2 reality documentary series The Big Reunion, along with other along with other pop groups of their time, including Liberty X, Five, Honeys and Atomic Kitten. The show follows the six groups as they reunited for the first time in a decade and rehearsed ahead of a comeback performance at the Hammersmith Apollo on the, on the 26th of February in 2013. Due to, due to the success of the show and the high demand for tickets at the Hammersmith Apollo gig, the big reunion lineups also embarked on an arena tour around the UK and the Republic of Ireland. In May 2013, Bewitch unveiled a new song called Love and Money 
during a radio interview in October 2013, Adele Lynch confirmed that the group would be releasing new material. On the 28th of September 2014, they released an EP entitled Champagne or Guinness. All four members of Bewitch knew each other vaguely from dancing at Diggy's, da- uh, Diggy's Lane Dance Studios in Dublin. Sinead O'Carroll met Keevy Lynch, one of the younger sisters of Boyzone's Shane Lynch, in a garage in the Dublin suburb of Finglass, where Keevy was working as a part-time mechanic. The two of them became friends after talking about music and the idea of being in a band. Lindsay Amaru met Keevy at a kickboxing class in 1996. Kiwi, Sinead and Kiwi's identical twin sister Adil decided to put a group together originally called Butterfly Farm. They later became a four-piece with Amanu when Amanu joined. The group experimented with the name Desire and Sister before settling on Bewitched. The band members deliberately cultivated a tomboy image and in order to appeal to younger audience understated their ages in their early years. Adil and Kiwi's brother Shane Lynch from the band Boyzone helped the group find a manager, Kim Glowus. In 1997, she signed the group to Glowworm Records, the Epic Records label she ran. The label was co-run by Ray Madman Hedges, who produced all of Bewitch's releases. Bewitch released their, sing- their debut single, Sailor V, on the 25th of May 1998, prior to the first show at Lawnmower Primary School in Belshall as part of, of Joby's 20-year anniversary. Despite mixed reviews, it reached number one in the UK singles chart, and in the process, Bewitch became the youngest girl group to have a number one in the UK a feat that has since been surpassed by the Sugar Babes and Little Mix. Following its release in the United States, the song went on to number one at the, uh, on the Billboard Hot 100. Subsequent singles, Rollercoaster, To You I Belong and Blame It on the Weatherman all topped the UK charts as well. They also performed the theme song for the Saturday morning cartoon Sabrina, the animated series. The self-titled debut album Bewitched was released in October 1998 and reached number three in the UK singles chart and was certified two times platinum in the UK. The album also peaked at number 12 on US Billboard 200 and was certified platinum in the US. On the 18th of October 2012, it was announced that Bewitch would re- reunite for an ITV series entitled The Big Reunion, along with five other pop groups of their time, Honeys, 911, Liberty X, Five, and Atomic Kitten, Blue later joined as well. The show would feature each group telling their stories of their times in their respective bands before rehearsing together ahead of one major comeback performance at Hammersmith Apollo. Bewitch had to hold emotional clear-the-air talks before reforming. Adil admitted she and Sinead had fallen out in 2006 and had not spoken to each other since. My biggest anxiety about doing this, there was only one, and it was Sinead, I think. It's just how I'm fi- how I'm going to feel about being her, being in her person again. Lindsay also said some of the issues we didn't even know were necessarily there until we faced this opportunity that we had to work together again. Then we were like, oh, okay. In order for us to do this, we would then have to sort things out. It all just came up. It's been di- it's been difficult to get to this point. There's been a lot of talking, and a lot of talking, and a lot of talking. 
but we're here now. It's very surreal being called Bewitched again because it's been 12 years. For Tech Santa, in March, Amaro announced that she would record new material. On the 4th of May, the group released a promotional single called Love and Money. Due to the success of the big reunion, the bands embarked on an arena tour around the UK and Ireland in May 2013. The groups got together to record a charity single, a cover of Wizards I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day for Tech Santa. In March, Amaru announced, announced that they would record new material. On the 4th of May, the group released a promotional single called Love and Money on YouTube. On the 3rd of October, Adele Lynch announced, the in, announced in, an in an interview to Today FM that they were recording their third album. On the 11th of December, Bewitched made an announcement via Pledge Music, the EP titled Champagne or Guinness, was released on the 28th of September 2014. On the 12th of February 2016, Bewitched released their compilation album Sailor V, The Collection, a 36-track double album featuring tracks from their first two albums and two tracks from their 2014 Champagne or Guinness EP. Bewitched had planned to tour Australia in 2017, along with other acts including Atomic Kitten and Liberty X. In October 2019, the band returned with a brand new single, Hold On, cover of the US number one hit of the same name by Wilson Phillips. In March 2021, Bewitched started hosting a new podcast called Starting Over with Bewitched. And their discography is Bewitched in, two, in 1998, Awake and Breathe in 1999, and Champagne or Guinness in 2014. And they've headlined All That Music and More Tour in 1999 to 2000, Jump Up and Down Tour in 2000, Bewitched Tour in 2014 to present. So basically, they're just touring with the same. They're just touring as either headliners or uh, supporting artists. So now we know a bit more about Bewitched and obviously if you look over our previous episodes you'll hear uh, once again you'll hear information about supporting artists Megan McKenna and Cassa Jackson and now we're going to go back to the build we'll be back after this. So not only does Master X Media have a series of podcasts we also have a series of books. The first book is actually two books, it's volume one and volume two, of a tribute to working at sea. The best fiction is based on truth. This is a compilation of short stories, rants and poems loosely based on the author's experience at working on a cruise ship. Some of these stories are based on actual events but highly exaggerated, whilst other stories are pure fiction. The title of the book, A Tribute To, is fitting with the tone of the book because like a tribute act it is a blatant altered reality where you can enjoy it knowing it's not quite the truth there are things of alcoholism which used to be highly prevalent within workers in the cruise industry as well as stories with a sexual nature so sit down relax and enjoy the ride of a tribute to working at sea volumes one and two all of these books are available on amazon and are available in paperback and on kindle and the links for all these books are in the description below. And we're back, so construction is nearly complete on the stage. They're adding two sets of treads on the platform, stage left and stage right. And they've also uh, put some uh, cladding around the uh, beam, around the uh, supports for platform left and platform right. There's also, a uh, kabuki bar 
So that is just behind the front of the house bar, uh, just above, just in front of the stage. Well, I say just in front of the stage, it's more at the bottom of the treads mid stage. And that's obviously going to mask the uh, treads and the platforms for the supporting artists. So the blue set does not get shown during the supporting artist sets. They've also got a load of moving light profile units on the floor of the stage and a couple of wash units on some booms just off stage but at stage height level and just a little bit above. They also have LED strip patterns that are on front of house one and also on the front of the stage and on the LX2 which is the back bar up at furthest up stage. So a nice little uh, menagerie of basic lights, but they're going for the uh, less is more look. And I just hope that it all comes out really well. I really do. Currently they're putting something on a bar behind LX2, which is possibly a cloth backdrop, but I can't commit to what that is just yet. We'll be back after this. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Master X Media presents Lord of the Memes, Bad Dog, Farmer Frank's Filthy Fucking Farm, and Bonnie Bouncing Baby Bastards. All three of these books are meme books, and they come up with some pretty brutal and hilarious memes, which are definitely not for children or the easily offended. These are ideal gifts for Secret Santa, Father's Day, or even birthday presents for the fun loving man so why not take a chance and make his day when he gets to read a lot of the memes meme book all three books are available on kindle hardback and paperback on amazon And we're back. So, Cassa Jackson, not long come off of stage. I'm in a different room uh, to try and get a bit of quiet uh, noise to do this uh, quick report. It's only a short amount of time between uh, Cassa Jackson and Megan McKenna. And yeah, she had a really, really good show. Her uh, song, her vocal ability since the last time has improved and it was really of a really strong standard last time. She also upped her game with her stage presence, you know, directly addressing the crowd and whatnot. And uh, also, remember, remembering to uh, keep saying her name and then to say, if you've got any good photos or uh, videos of my uh, bits, why not put them on Instagram and tag me in it? Which is a real smart move. It is a really smart move because that just embeds her uh, into the public consciousness. Because if she, if people, that was a good set from uh, Cassa Jackson. Let's go and search her out on Instagram. They tag the photos and whatnot, and then every time she's got a song out. They're like, oh, let's go, and, let's go and listen to this. Let's stream it. Let's YouTube it. So, very, very smart. Very smart move. And as I said, vocally, very, very strong performance. And a great, great, uh, and a great, great stage presence. She wasn't rooted to one spot. Although she didn't have much stage, to, let's be fair. She had a total of two metres depth between the edge of the stage and the uh, silks and she did another smart thing as well she wore white and with and with the backdrop also being white as well she knew that 
the uh, backdrop was going to be lit be lit up by the lights so she'll stand out a bit more by wearing white her white clothes would uh, also be uh, lit up in interesting colours and whatnot, and that also aided to uh, her uh, stage presence as well she became part of that section of the show and she was smart enough to do that because what she was wearing lit up really great you know uh, adding salmon colours to it pinks to it purples and blues to it it just gave her a multi-change look where she hasn't physically changed her clothes it's just a different lighting state and it just gave her a completely different look so she nailed that as well so great great stage presence from Cassie Jackson and sound wise yes spot on with the uh, track yeah I mean I'm not a fan of just doing of just singing to track but but they did have some great clarity between the track and herself and yeah it was a good good all-round performance to say the least a tribute to men that hate their jobs is a brutal but witty portrayal of working a job you hate in this podcast there are themes explored in which happy workers simply wouldn't understand unless they listen to these cautionary tales from a man that lost his ideal job because of the global pandemic be warned that this podcast contains strong offensive language that some listeners may not want to hear in addition this podcast is definitely not recommended for younger audiences the links for this is in the description below So Megan McKenna has just come off stage and uh, she's had a really good set actually, vocally, vocally, vocally she's really, really talented and uh, has a very good singing voice. I, I actually really liked it that, and that was such an enjoyable, great set. She had some interesting songs in there, um, one of which was a uh, country version of um, a Britney Spears song. The name of this song eludes me but it's the one where Britney's dead in the bath. If anyone knows that and wants to leave that comment on the uh, in the comment section below, then um, then please do so and uh, and remind me. Lighting-wise, it was similar to uh, Casa Jackson's uh, with uh, the washes over the stage hitting the uh, drapes, and she had a little bit more. She had access to uh, the uh, profile units uh, that were on LX2, and also some of some of the. Uh, profiles on the floor and on sections of the uh, risen sections of stage so it had a great effect on there although uh, there was a few uh, complaints where uh, you had a load of cross lighting from extreme downstage left and right with the wash units on the floor when they were open white they were just bouncing off the white walls either side of the stage and going into the uh, going into the audience's eyes in a uh, in a set in a small section of uh, the audience either side of the stage unfortunately because of the uh, stage uh, there's only two meters in that section where she's performing you're just going to get a lot of bounce off it because they're trying to light that small section of stage it's unfortunate it really is yet again just like Cassie Jackson, Megan McKenna's uh, outfit was pure white with uh, some uh, silver sequins on there, which also helped, which just uh, helps to reflect the light as well. And 
Yeah, Megan McKenna, especially uh, comparing her to the last time we saw her on the uh, Alfie Barron and Michael Bo and Michael Ball show, she was just as good, just as talented, and vocally sound. If you knew that she was mainly on uh, The Only Way Is Essex, you just wouldn't expect uh, a voice of that. And yet, she had just as strong performance as she did last time she was here. It's just a shame that the set was just as short as um, Cassa Jackson. But when you've got three supports, there's only a limited amount of time that you can do something. And then, um, yet again, my main gripe is not to do with Megan uh, McKenna. Same way it's not to do with Cassa uh, Jackson. If only they had a real live band behind them. We'll be back after this. Anthology of Rage by Paul Collis from Master X Major. Anthology of Rage is split into four distinct sections. Each section was originally supposed to become a book in their own rights, but unfortunately the author never got round to finishing each project. He did feel though that these pieces of work were too good just to be forgotten about on his hard drive decided to put them all together in this anthology. Section 1 is a continuation of a tribute to Working at Sea, which with the last seven short stories written from the collection that didn't quite make volume 1 and 2, but were too good to be left unpublished. Section 2, not quite short stories, but more rants that could be seen to be short stories about Christmas. Section 3, monologues from the twisted mind of the author. And section 4 are poems based on the life experiences of the author. So a nice little eclectic mix of short stories and poems. Very interesting read. And if you like anger, this is a book for you. This book is available on paperback, hardback and ebook format on Amazon. And we're back. So, um... Bewitch came and gone and they had yet again another strong performance it's consistently strong uh, although it's just a pity that yet again singing on track but then again so is Blue going to be singing on track as well minus a bit of live piano um, but yeah it, it was good uh, the problem with the uh, lights on uh, Bewitch set is well they just had to dial it back a bit because there's too many lights in uh, someone's eyes well audience members eyes and where it got dialed back uh, there's a load of black holes on stage and the reason for that is um, the beam angles because they've got two meters to play with Bewitch found themselves unlit for most for some of the uh, set they just walk out of the uh, center bit of light and that was it. Uh, they were then uh, in a lot of shadow, and what's caused this is um, beam angles. The uh, bar, the front house bar, is just too steep to light anyone up on the uh, front of the stage. Hence, why they were relying heavily on the uh, side lights. But that's just how it goes from time to time. Sound-wise, uh, it was really good, clean sound, and yeah. For a track, it was really clean. Uh, vocally, uh, you could hear everything. Uh, all four members of that Bewitched singing absolutely perfect and in harmony with each other. And yet, yeah, you get the. And I do think that they had the better quality um, backing tracks. 
yeah, they had a really strong, positive um, performance with the audience as well. The audience just lapped up. They loved it and singing along, dancing along. And also, at the start of their set, they threw out a load of giant balloons, uh, which probably got popped uh, by the end of the set, because I can't see any more of them at the moment. In fact, no, I can't see any of them at all. So that security probably popped them so they don't get thrown around the arena during blue. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are getting passed around and bounced around the auditorium when they were performing the first song. And it's just the nice Irish banter and humour that they had. And um, yeah, again, the dance routines. Bewitch, famous for their signature Irish uh, dance movie in Sailor V. They did it spot on. Perfect. And uh, you would have liked uh, them to be performing for a little bit longer, but then again, um, having three uh, supports, there's only so much time you can give them before uh, you eat into the main, the main act's uh, time. It just swings around about, unfortunately. But what a strong performance that was from uh, Bewitched. We'll be back after this. The name's Vert. Percival Reginald Vert, and I run the PR Vert Detective Agency. The year is 2055, and the police have been defunded. So if you need a police investigation, the police will charge you a thousand big ones a day. Because of this, the government introduced the PI Act, where the private investigators can undercut the police so justice can become affordable. These are my case files. Percival Vert is no hero. He is a low-life scumbag and the full embodiment of how not to be a man. He cheats his way into getting work, he objectifies women and is quite a disgusting human being, if you can even call him that. Gumshoe is intended to poke fun at everyone that takes life too seriously and directly towel whips the modern day Puritans in the balls because they have forgotten the fact that when something isn't funny in real life, it's probably hilarious in the land of fiction. Come and listen to Gumshoe every Wednesday. The links are in the description below. And we're back. Well, the show started off with a pianist doing three songs on the piano. All, the, all those songs were played absolutely passionately and beautifully. And lots and lots of feeling. And during this uh, piano performance, you had a uh, very, very uh, dark purple. In fact, it was a Congo blue uh, wash over the backdrop, over the Art Deco backdrop. And the light and the uh, stairs on the uh, space decking that was all lit up in a nice icy blue and then in the key change of the final song you had each member of blue appear and do a set and sing a section of the song and the first song was sorry seems to be the hardest word so they all sang a bit of it come forward and down the stairs the next one sung his bit come forward and down the stairs next one so on and so forth and then they all sang together and the uh, track dropped alongside the piano and yes the piano was definitely played live throughout and it was great to hear especially on a nice lovely uh, baby ground it's not a full-size ground piano just a baby one because it's a touring piano and Good luck flight casing a uh, 
guitar and piano than having someone to come along and tune it as well because I do get knocked around a lot and then as the harmony as the vocal harmony started with uh, that first song then the, uh, then the stage went from uh, the blues and purples to red and white and the uh, white came from all the, all the, uh, all the profile units all focused on a tight beam and they were pa they were panning into the audience and flashing in tandem with the beat of the track from start to finish the lighting was kept across between theater and concert style and when i say theater they kept the art deco feel the 19 uh, 1950s 1960s feel to it and bringing it into the modern with uh, their uh, beats so it has a nice, simple and effective look. They didn't need that many lights to achieve what they achieved. And that is, and they had the perfect amount of lights to do that. They didn't overthink it. They didn't overcomplicate it. And it did look very impressive. People forget, and I say this quite a few times, sometimes less is more. And this show was definitely less to get a lot more out of it. The lighting programmer and designer knew exactly what they were doing. Although there was a complaint from the lights because of on the stage left and stage right seating for uh, the audience, so the uh, bays that are closest to stage left and stage right, either side of the uh, arena floor, they got showered with bright white LED lights which are very piercing and stark and this is all down to the beam angles which because and that was in the support act and you still had a little bit on uh, blue because as I was saying it's all down to the beam angles the position of the lighting bars in relation to where they're lighting the stage so the front house was in its position because it was mainly lighting up the uh, raised platforms on the uh, space decking that's what its main purpose for and just to do a bit of a light wash on the uh, front of the stage and then you had and then it was heavily lit on the side lighting from the LED uh, wash units which it was the source of the complaints so it's an impossible situation with the uh, lighting engineer for this particular design because of uh, the because of the position of the stage and the height of the uh, platforms do you a allow everyone to see blue or b have dark spots and when you have the dark spots how are you going to fix it? Side lighting. That's that's all you can do. And it was a toss up between that really. And yeah, it works in one respect, but it also has a negative effect in the other. So the lighting designer obviously went with the situation of right. I'm only going to make a few people unhappy if I uh, light the show this way. Whereas if I light it another way, then you ain't going to see blue up on the platforms, and it's pointless. Even with the height of the, uh, even with the height of the uh, of those risers, a follow spot still wouldn't be able to hit it properly because you, yet again the beam angles, it's too tight, it's too shallow, a, uh, it is too shallow of a beam angle. It's just how it goes. Now sound-wise, wow, it was really, really clear. I mean, very, very much a clear sound. But they're on track. Yes, they were on track, and I also know that. They had the every section of that track was split onto the sound desk. So if they wanted a little bit more drums, 
then they could get a bit more drums. If they wanted a bit more, um, bit more cymbal, they could get a bit more cymbal. If they wanted a bit of cowbell, yeah, they add a little bit more cowbell into it. Same with the pianos, same with trumpets, the lot, yeah? And uh, how do they achieve this? Well, modern systems would use something like QLab, which then runs into the, into, the light, into the sound desk, which then shows every individual part of it. So from venue to venue, depending on the acoustics of that venue, they can just add and take in a little bit as they go. Or if the singers are at pushing harder, then they can push the uh, band harder. The virtual band harder. If uh, the uh, vocalists aren't pushing as hard, they can pull down the aspects of the uh, band as well, just to help out the singers. And that's how it was done: individual tracks and done on time code. So everything all works together in harmony. And I do like it like this because I've done shows in myself where they used to have a band and then they, for quality purposes, because sometimes on a uh, long-running show the band uh, you might get a cover band who's not as good as the uh, normal band when they're on holiday or whatnot so they went so that company went with going full blown on track and they did it in this way in exactly the same way as what blues track was like because it still adds the authenticity it's not obviously it's not ideal uh, it's not a live live band but you still can make it sound like a live band because every aspect is fully controllable and as i said it was perfectly balanced you had a very good mix between the uh, track and every member every member of blue who sang perfectly they were flawless i mean i'm not a blue i'm not a blue fan i'm not a fan of boy bands but they were still flawless you, you have to give credit where credit is due and that's what i do on this show I do uh, sing. I do sing the praises of people when uh, they do a good show, even though I may not like their music, which is only fair because that is the right way to go about it. They had a really good stage presence. They interacted really well with each other on stage, and their pianist, and they also interacted well with the audience when they're singing directly towards them and addressing the audience, and even talking to the audience. There is a nice rapport between band the band blue and their audience and it was reciprocal they were feeling each other's energy and it came across as such they did have really strong performance in my opinion i really do feel that and you could you could actually hear this as well because they got massive applause they got nice amount of cheers screams little you know the screams i love you just in between the music that's what you'd hear throughout the whole show and that's really good it's a good thing to do and even blue treated their fans with some new material which is great especially for a comeback tour where in 2022 the year of the comeback because not only did the industry come back but you got bands that are on long time long time hiatuses wanting to come back at the same time it's perfect as far as comebacks go this was a good show i do believe that with their new material which definitely sounds as much you know it sounds modern and the beats are catchy yet again it's not my thing but i guarantee you they would get a fair amount of uh, they'll get a fair amount of radio play with that with that with these with the new songs and 
I do feel that Lee did really well and that they should be proud of themselves. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please hit like, subscribe and share. And if you haven't already done so, you want to check out more content from Master X Media by clicking the link in the description below. And we should catch you next time. Bye for now.